1: Are you struggling to come up with original content week in and week out? Start a podcast, interview your ideal clients, let them talk about what they care about most and never run out of content ideas again. Learn more at sweetfishmedia.com.
0: You're listening to B2B Growth, a daily podcast for B2B leaders. We've interviewed names you've probably heard before like Gary Vaynerchuk and Simon Sinek, But you've probably never heard from the majority of our guests. That's because the bulk of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. Most of our guests are in the trenches leading sales and marketing teams. They're implementing strategy. They're experimenting with tactics. They're building the fastest growing B2B companies in the world. My name is James Carberry. I'm the founder of Sweetfish Media, a podcast agency for B2B brands, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. When we're not interviewing sales and marketing leaders, you'll hear stories from behind the scenes of our own business. We'll share the ups and downs of our journey as we attempt to take over the world. Just kidding. Well, maybe. Let's get into the show.
2: Welcome back to B2B Growth. I'm your host for today's episode, Travis King at Sweetfish Media. I'm joined today by Maria who's the VP of Marketing at PeerFit. Maria, how's it going today?
1: Hey, good. Hey, everyone. How you doing?
2: Awesome. Thanks so much for hopping on. And today, we are going to be sharing how a remote company creates community and builds culture through their own product. But before we get into that, I'd love for you to share with listeners a little bit about yourself and you know, what you and the team at PeerFit are up to these days.
1: Sure. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Maria. Like uh, like Travis said, I'm the VP of Marketing for PeerFit. We are a corporate wellness platform that reaches uh, insurance carriers and employers to provide a fitness benefit to their employees. And we're also uh, reaching into the Medicare Advantage space come uh, January of 2020.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. So I guess to to start, I know we, we we touched briefly on this. So, like, what are some of the ways that you're creating community and you know building culture through your own platform? I find that super interesting. So, could you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I think one of the unique things about PeerFit is that we're we are a fully remote company. So everybody works uh, works from their home or coffee shops or or co work spaces, and so we all and we all work different hours, right? We're spread out across the country. So one of the things that we have found is that our platform, which is um, our own fitness benefit that our insurance carrier provides us, is a way for us to really come together. Uh, Some of us do travel quite a bit. And so when we are in locations where other team members are, we definitely take an opportunity to schedule workouts with each other, work days with each other. And that's how we really use our platform to come together as a team and and really utilize the product to really build that culture and community with each other
2: got it. And in terms of, you know, how you guys connect, right? So like it's not like you're how can you do workouts if you're all remote? Like how does that fit in because it seems like there's a a thread of okay, like how can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Sure.
1: Yeah. So I think for a lot of us, those of us that are, you know, all of us are remote, but we, some of us do travel quite a bit. So when we're in other other cities or other locations where there are other team members, we definitely make a point to try and meet up with each other to to schedule workouts together. We want to take that opportunity to not only continue to use our own product, but use it together because it's really about, that's kind of why we were named PeerFit, where we put the peer in PeerFit. We, we really wanted to figure out how to, uh, how to build community through our product. And that was one of the ways that we Realized that we could do that by just holding each other accountable for our workouts. I know that if I'm going to go work out, I'm definitely going to show up if somebody's there waiting for me or someone invited me to a workout. So that's a really great way for us to not only continue to build that camaraderie and create conversation with our teammates, but also just continue to hold us accountable and stay healthy at the end of the day, right? We want to continue to stay active. And it's a lot easier to do that when you've got someone kind of pushing you and motivating you to do so. So when we talk about how we stay, you know, how we stay connected as a team as as teammates, we definitely use our product, our own product and platform uh, to do that, to stay connected and and we enjoy kind of sharing our workouts and sharing the the classes that we like to talk about, even if we're not in the same city.
2: Got it. And this is something I find super interesting because a lot of times like the whole remote work movement is kind of like this newer sort of thing. Like we're we here at Sweetfish, we're also a fully remote team and i find it interesting that that you're implementing something that a lot of organizations honestly can also implement with their current employees at their companies so for the listeners that are inside of organizations like how could they implement and build community through you know the power of fitness and building culture with something like peerfit or you know a similar platform
1: yeah i think you know i think what it, what it boils down to is you see your coworkers probably the majority of time right we spend time, more time with our coworkers and at our companies than sometimes we do with our own families and so they be they definitely become a second family for you so being able to find those similarities and those those things that you can find commonalities with is really important and a lot of times you don't want to just keep talking about work right you don't want to just always talk about what you've been doing all day And I think a lot of times what organizations do is they tend to go and do things like happy hours or dinners or things like that. So trying to figure out a way to not only provide other options besides happy hours, we, we figured out that this is more of a healthy happy hour. So if we can get people to really connect after work hours or even during lunch hours in a healthy and active way, it really just creates stronger bonds and, and creates more conversation around the water cooler, right? It's things that they can talk about that they've enjoyed and that they've been able to enjoy together at the end of the day.
0: Today's growth story is all about search engine marketing. The company we're highlighting is Sentinel One. This Challenger cybersecurity brand was set out to disrupt the endpoint protection space. Their brand was top notch, their product was innovative, but they were struggling to gain traction online in an already developed industry. Then they found Directive Consulting, a B2B search marketing agency. Within the first quarter of working with Directive, Sentinel One was able to increase their organic traffic by 128%, and overall lead volume by an outstanding 251%. I have a hunch that Directive can get these kind of results for you too. So head over to directiveconsulting.com and request a totally free custom proposal. That's directiveconsulting.com. All right, let's get back to this interview.
2: I, we also touched on this a little bit uh, during uh, the the prep of this, and like I'm also curious, like when it comes to reaching, you know, the decision makers, you know, from a marketing point of view, right? Like, how do you guys go about doing that at, at Peerfit? I know it was kind of like, well, yeah, it's a two sided platform. We also have to reach people, but then also have to reach the organizations. So, like, as a B2B marketer, like, how are you currently reaching, you know, these, you know, HR decision makers with, you know, a fully remote team? I'm curious to hear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always like to say that PeerFit is a B2B 4C company because while we sell to while we sell to organizations and insurance carriers at the end of the day we're marketing and engaging with the end consumer and so who's being provided the the platform the product through their either health benefit or through their corporate wellness program so we have as b2b marketers we have a bit of a challenge in front of us because we're also kind of b2c marketers at the same time so the way that we do that is one we definitely have a lot of lead generation and growth marketing tactics that we're employing through our marketing campaigns and initiatives. So we're constantly looking for ways to reach those decision makers, either through digital or through traditional methods of marketing and PR. And then in addition to that, we work really side by side with our fantastic sales team. They are just rock stars. They really have figured out a way to build and cultivate relationships with those insurance carriers and the people who really uh, provide these platforms and products to the employers. So from there, while they work with those, with those organizations, it really creates a top-down effect. And then from us on the marketing end, we're coming from the bottom up. So at some point, we're, we definitely meet in the middle a lot. So it helps close those sales cycles much quicker because we're we're looking at things from from two different points in the sales funnel.
2: Awesome. And then in terms of like something that's worked like recently for you, like could you talk to or share a specific story you know about something that you've implemented that has you know worked really well or that you've found really good success with?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think something that we've gone back to, I know social media ads have been kind of uh, like a hot topic, either negative or positive recently. I think back in the day, they were all the rage, right? Because it was something new and exciting for people. But nowadays, it's really hard to cut through the conversation and the noise on social media. So for us, I think really figuring out how to target our ads on social and through Google have been really beneficial for us. We're seeing some really great uh, responses to that because we've been able to really figure out how to target those ads to show them to, to people and to those decision makers who are really going to drive that traffic and conversions back to us. And so it took a couple of tries and a, cu- a couple of failures, but we're definitely at a point where we're starting to see some really great results from, from that. So don't cancel out social media ads just yet because everyone is on social media you just got to find the right channel and the right methodology. And it's going to, it could be really successful for a lot of people. And that's not even really a B2B channel when you really think about it. It's, it's kind of a consumer end channel, but we know they're on there. We just got to target them the right way.
2: Right. And I mean, my philosophy is always, it, there's always opportunity to reach someone on a channel, no matter what it is, because everybody that's on these platforms, like you mentioned, they work at companies, so absolutely <laughs>
1: they do. That's something we realized. It was one of those aha moments for us. It's like, wait a minute, Facebook is a consumer end channel, but they probably all work somewhere at some point. So yeah, it, it was one of those things where we we're like, let's try this again and just refigure our, our targeting a bit more.
2: I, I really love that because a lot of times when marketers and you know organizations try one method or they've experimented with something in the past, you don't find it often that they actually go back and try again. So I really love that you guys went back and were like, okay, we were targeting them this way and we know it didn't work as well as we wanted it to, but now we're going to go back and try it again and pivot a little bit. So kudos to you guys for actually keeping you know that, that, that channel pushing forward and trying it again.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Awesome. And then kind of one last question as we wrap up. Is there anything that you would want any of the B2B marketers that are listening today to kind of take away from this episode like what would you say would be your one or two big takeaways that they can implement potentially right now in their culture or in their you know organization to kind of help fuel explosive growth?
1: Ooh, that is a great question. You know, one of the things that I've learned recently from talking to other kind of heads of marketing at other companies that are similar size, you know, one of the things I one one marketer told me, and it was it really created a ha aha moment for me is, you know, in marketing departments, you really've got to figure out ways to eliminate bloat, and I realized that just because putting a body at a, at a problem isn't always going to be the solution, so I'm always ta- thinking of ways to automate so that we can basically market in our sleep is what I tell my team. We wanna figure out ways to automate as many things as possible, create our tech stack so that, you know, we can have the marketing kind of do the work while we're not always on the clock. Right. And that keeps our team small. It keeps us scrappy. It keeps us really focused on kind of the end goal. And so for us, I think that's, that's the most important takeaway that I've, I've realized in the last couple months is, you know, not always thinking like, oh, I I need a specialist who can help me drive this, but instead figuring out how can I create a system or a process that's going to be able to do that automatically. so that was something that that's I think is a good takeaway from people is for people It's just, you know, think about ways to expand your automation processes before you think about adding to the team. Cause that will definitely, I think, help help you figure out ways to think kind of creatively.
2: I love that. Bloat. I've never heard that one before. I've heard a lot of terms in the in my days. And bloat is one that's new to me. So thanks so much for sharing that, that, that key learning.
1: Yeah, they don't usually use it in terms of uh, talking about organizational departments, but I feel like it was, it was a, a way to, to, to describe what I was talking about.
2: Oh, no, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Well, Maria, thanks so much you know, for sharing all that. If listeners want to stay connected with you or follow up to ask any follow up questions on this topic, like what's the best way for them to reach out to you?
1: Yeah. So you guys can check us out at PeerFit.com or on any of the social channels at PureFit. Um, If you want to connect with me personally, please feel free to just find me on LinkedIn slash link with Maria. And I would love to just chat with you all.
2: Thanks, Maria. And everyone, this has been such a pleasure of mine and I really appreciate you for hopping on. And kind of like as we close out, just want to let everyone know um, B2B growth has always been about highlighting tactics and strategies B2B leaders can apply to their own teams to achieve explosive growth. So we'd love to hear from you, You know what's a new sales or marketing strategy your team is currently trying or thinking about for the near future. So let us know guys, we'd love to hear from you. And you know this has been such a great episode, so thanks so much, Maria.
1: Thank you, thanks everyone.
2: If you're a
0: regular listener of B2B Growth, odds are you might enjoy sales success stories with Scott Ingram as well. Well, this year, thanks to a partnership with Outreach and Sales Hacker, our friend Scott Ingram is making the live stream of his Sales Success Summit available for free. The event is on October 14th and 15th, featuring 13 presentations and five panels, all presented by top performing B2B sales professionals. You can check it out and register at top1.fm live. That's top The number one dot FM slash live.